Hi, and welcome back. I'm Neil Hamill. Thanks for being here. And with me is... Libby Cagle. Libs. Hi, honey. Hi. How are you? My bestie. Eva. Love ha. <laughs> you, you guys know uh, my background from fashion and from model, supermodel management and all that. But do you guys know that Libby is the co-founder and co-owner of Pageboy.com? That's correct. It's MyPageBoy.com. MyPageBoy, sorry. We do have, it's basically an app for beauty services on demand and, you know, as far out as three months. Um, launched in September 2015. So it's been You guys are doing really well, though. We are. We're um, super excited. Expansion is on the horizon. We're currently in Houston and Austin with blowouts and makeup services. Um, and doing some expansion across the great state of Texas, which is, you know, our our bread and butter. Well, because, you know, in Texas, it's all about mm-hmm. the hair. It's all about that hair. The higher the and hair, the, the closer to God. the brows, exactly. That's right. <laughs> well, my uh, many of my girlfriends use the services of my page boy and love it. They do, and we love them, and we love our clients, and we love our stylists, and we're very particular when we... Sign somebody up, but um, we do lots of fun things. Like we did the MD Anderson prom last year, which was amazing. We're going to do that again this year. Um, so we have some great partnerships like that and fashion shows. We Love just that. did the um, Neiman Marcus Child Advocate Show. We did the hair for that, which was fun and fantastic. And it's just an exciting environment. As so you, you know. guys are doing hair for fashion shows for Neiman Marcus and, and so forth. Et cetera. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great company. It's, they really know their it? stuff. They really know fashion. You know, Ken Downing is kind of a genius. Yeah, he's their fashion director, and he's also a friend. And we should have him on one day. He is we so should. funny. My God, he is hilarious. He was just here what a month ago. Well, he comes and goes. He oh. pops in and out. We'll grab him. Okay, sounds okay. good. Yeah, you know, I don't know how he does it because <clears throat> the established fashion designers. There, that's one thing. But all these people that want to be a fashion designer that think they are Uh a fashion designer irritate the hell out of me. (laughs) They just bug me. I was just thinking about a breakfast that you and I and Jean Roberti. And how fabulous. Who is is a real fashion person. Oh, my God. That woman is just unreal. Unreal. A breakfast we had with someone here in Houston that wanted to be well held themselves out as a fashion designer and Mm -hmm. uh, i said okay so do you did you bring your sketches no (laughs) well do you sketch right no okay do you um know how to cut a pattern no no um do you know how to sew (laughs) nope all right uh do you do you have any formal technical training because there is a lot of technical requirements to being a fashion more designer. More so than creative, in all Way honesty, more. Right? right? I mean, it's like, I want to design a pretty pink dress. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to take a little more than that creative Choosing thought. the shade of pink. Right, right. I Blush mean, or bashful, on. this ain't the decision. Blush and bashful. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so true. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm always getting calls from people that want to talk about this. And um, it really drives me nuts because I'm like, okay, I know that you are so special. And <laughs> you're your own special snowflake, and I get it. And God bless your sweet little Flying heart. hearts all yeah. around. Oh, yes. But 
you don't know anything. You don't even know what you're talking about. You just walk through Neiman Marcus and see pretty dresses and think, oh, I can do that. Totally. Well, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You Here's can't. News and you know what? You shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you also shouldn't. Correct. Correct. I mean, so uh, I'm like, okay, well, you think you're super special here in Houston. And let me just say that, you know, one perspective you get, like, being in New York and being kind of at the crossroads of the world, yeah, you see things on a much bigger scale. So you have the Houston kids, the Dallas kids, the Atlanta kids, the Miami kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Chicago kids, the New York kids, the New Jersey kids, <laughs> the Staten Island kids, the Brooklyn kids, the Queens kids. The, so you got right? all the and kids. that's just New York. Right. And then you have everyone on the in central and and the West Coast, it drives me crazy because I'm like, you're not really that special. And if you would go get some training, at, we have two great programs Fantastic in Houston. Programs. The Art Institute has a great program, and Houston Community College has a, an outstanding program. Right. I mean, it is super legit and acknowledged by people in the business and great, great leadership and great uh, instructors there. And... You know, you go, I'm like, go and audit a class. Right. Because you need to see what you're even up against just on that level. Well, it's like anything. If you don't have the skills to do it, no one can jump into any particular field. And I think a lot of these people kind of feel like they can without doing anything. Besides being delusional, (laughs) what makes them think they can? You know, when I entered college, I, I wanted to be an architect. And what I loved about it was the whole design of laying out rooms and floor plans and all of that and, you know, making it look pretty. And my my um, counselor at the University of St. Thomas called me in one day and said, mm, the math is kind of going to be a problem. A so I think you should probably change your major. We have a wonderful interior design program. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. That now is look. very presumptive. <laughs> I want to be an architect. That's so funny. And I I did not enroll at Rice. Right. Because I could not have gotten in. But, um, you know, so I I understand. That was a big lesson for me, a big wake up. Sure. I'm like, I need math. Right. No. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. I have a calculator. (laughs) Right. Is that, I just read this the other day. It was so funny. Um, (laughs) It was like, here's to all the teachers that said you wouldn't have a calculator everywhere you went. (laughs) It's like, um, thanks. like... (laughs) Guess I didn't yes, need as that we pick up our iPhones. Exactly. I mean, it's like, come or on. a watch. Or a Two watch. Two things we, don't, we no longer need. Correct. But we do need um, skills. Correct. Everyone needs some skills, Sk- whether some skills. they're learned from interning and moving up through the ranks of a particular field or going to school for being an, a designer. Why do these people not think they have to do that? I don't know. I'm And, and people have a really distorted view of the fashion industry i met a met a really nice young lady the other day who lived in london for two years studying design she decided "Mm, i probably can't hack that skills technical skills she didn't like that part so she moved to new york and worked for a major fashion designer in kind of the marketing department and realized that she doesn't like fashion people really She's like, I've never heard so much bullshit <laughs> in my life. life and come from the mouths of some of the meanest bitches I've ever encountered ever. Yeah. I'm welcome. like, welcome to fashion. 
And you know, it's funny you say that. Sweetie I think darling. That, yeah. <laughs> I think it's so true that the total industry distorted, kind of like anything you don't really participate in fully, like hotels, for instance, when I worked in hotels, it's like when you check in, it's like, oh my God, this is fabulous. But having worked in hotels, you're like, oh, you're stressed as hell right now. I know that chef is screaming at that waiter because I sent my chicken breast back. It's like once you get in the, you know, down. You had a huge career in in hospitality. It was so fun, and I loved every second of it. That we can talk about that. Oh, we need to do a whole thing on Mm -hmm. that because um, it's so interesting and fun. It fascinates me. It's it's fascinating to me having been in it, and you know, I worked for four seasons, which I can't say enough great things about. I think everyone should work for four seasons at one point in their life, regardless of what you're doing. I totally do. They. They take the guesswork out of how to act. So no matter how you were brought up or how much you know about anything, you know, the first thing the HR department says, if you're questioning to wear it, and this is like in the sales office, then don't do it. You know, it's just simple, basic life lessons and the golden rule, treat others as you'd like to, you know, very basic things we all should abide by. The golden rule has not found its way into the fashion (laughs) business. There's no four seasons of fashion? No. It's like who can be the nastiest to whom first? And it's do unto others it? before they do it. Do unto you. <laughs> now that's the ungolden rule. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. We might have to write a book on that. Well, we should. But these kids, you know, I love that they're they have this inspiration and they're all excited and you know they think I've found it. And you know another thing I think is unfortunate about their misconception of what it all is and to be a fashion designer is they all just want to be famous is that the like nucleus of it i think so in a lot of cases you know they want to be celebrated and they want to be adored and loved and fawned over and and i'm like you have but anything starting out that way way. is going to end poorly i mean if you just want to be famous unless you're kim kardashian then it's not going to work out very well you have to have a full-blown passion and dedication to it right i think you know the people that just i'll tell you as adina laya who's that the most talented designer of our time and he's lives in paris he's tunisian he's brilliant and creates the most beautiful clothes of anyone and the last thing in the world he wants to be is famous he doesn't even speak english he speaks french and um i mean Everything he does is so impeccable. And he doesn't really, he's not interested in meeting customers. And he goes to his atelier and he does what he does. And he's done it for a long time. And real true fashion people respect him, you know, and and really admire him. And he he does not advertise. I've never heard of him. As a Dean Alaya. That's... That's not saying anything for me, but I mean, saying it, you know, haven't heard Google of Google him because I mean, his collection not... is always so, so beautiful. And, you know, he has sort of a certain person in mind and he kind of sticks with that. Uh, his his muses are Stephanie Seymour, Veronica Webb and, and Naomi Campbell. And he had a lot to do raising those girls from a really? really young age. And um, they call him Papa. They do? Oh, that's sweet. And yes, and he's very dear, but he's very serious and doesn't care about any of the fluff. He does not like to do interviews. He doesn't want to be photographed. He's the antithesis Mm -hmm. of what all these other folks are sort of chasing. And, you know, he very few magazines uh, write about him. 
because yeah. he's not an advertiser. But those are probably the most talented and, and yeah, it makes him happy. Ever. He's like, yeah. please don't write about me. Yeah, and please don't photograph my collection and run the pictures. <laughs> it's like I'm I, it just everyone just knocks me off. Yeah, you know. So I'm over here doing my thing and doing it impeccably. To the be- he is the best. Um, but you know he doesn't. He, he's not even he interested in teaching a bunch of people right. what he does. You have to be really special to be sort of invited into his little tiny world. Yeah. And, you know, I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's really where it's at. So he doesn't speak at fashion schools, you know. I don't see a lot of that happening in our culture of fashion here with our emerging designers. Right. You know, and, and there are, I've met some people in Houston that really do have, you know, Great talent and and skill. Jerry Moore, who's fabulous, and you know. Well, you know we have to have a moment every I think episode, so we're having a Jerry Moore moment. We're having a Jerry she's Moore one of moment. Beautiful people inside and out. I mean, she's stunningly gorgeous. She's I just get full of energy every time I'm around her. She's unreal. She is unreal, and she is, um, you know, she's the real deal, and she's lived the life of. And lives the life of, you know, an heiress, a socialite, blah, 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 blah. She works very, very hard. She does work very hard. She always has a project going. Always. I personally if not 12. have two. Yeah, if not 12. I have two Jerry Moore designs um, in my closet, and they're pretty ridiculous and fabulous. She and they never go out of style. No, ever. No, I can wear those two dresses for the next 20 years. Well, if I stop making the Whataburger stop, maybe I can. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, Jerry, the thing about Jerry Moore as a designer is, first of all, she's a woman. Yeah. And she filled some gaps in in the marketplace, which is really smart. Yeah. You know, she knows be, uh, women of a certain age don't want to show their arms. Right. Don't want to show their legs. And she and ball her ball skirts have hidden pockets. So you put your valet parking ticket and yeah, your lipstick, your twenty dollar bill, and a lipstick, and you're out the door. And they're so beautiful, and her fabrics and her every, colors, every, her color choices. It's rich, and and she was so well priced. She really was. You know, I was helping her and and uh, get it all going and off the ground. And honestly, I'm begging her to. She stopped because she started producing movies. And she's like, you know, something's got to give. Right. And her, she did a movie, and then she did another one, and then she did another one, and they took off, and she got really busy. So she was like, I'm going to put this to the side now, and I'm going to pick it up at a future date. And I've really been talking to her, to her a lot lately about hitting reset and restart, because I would love to see her really do it, because you don't have to have a 60-piece collection right. four times a year. You can just do what you do really well mm-hmm. and just tw- keep tweaking it and make it unique in some way or another, but staying true to the basic concept right. of what it is that you do that people respond to that make people want to buy your clothes and wear them. And they just fit like a dream. That's another thing, fit. Yeah. And I think she had like a dozen per season when she Something was doing like it. And that. like, wh- that's all you need. Beautiful blouses, beautiful skirts. Little caplets that worked with every single dress. So if you bought five dresses, you could buy the silver and the gold, and you'd have seven outfits. It was really, really well done. 
Well, I hope she's listening. Me too. Let's get her back on the. I know she needs to come back. Brain drain. We I, should have her on. Let's. <gasps> she has so many fab stories. She's she mm. does, and she's so fab, as we said. And love her. I love hot cell. <laughs> um, well, you know, we could talk about this topic for days and on weeks end and months, and we probably will. Well, I hope so because mm-hmm. it's something near and dear. It is. And also something that irritates the <laughs> devil out of look, me at times. I've seen you irritated, yeah. so I ain't trying to do that. No, Mm-mm. it's best. It's, it's not best a good thing. Keep it all the feathers all smoothed <laughs> down nice. Uncle Neil and, needs to stay calm yes, and I cool do. and collected. You know, I, I stay calm and cool and collected most of the time. Most of the time. But I just, the, the frustration thing, I can't, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Not interested. I think you might have gotten a little of that from Eileen Ford. Maybe. Maybe. But, you know, I've kind of withdrawn. I mean, now people write me about questions about this, and I just don't even answer. You don't even respond. It's Not kind of really. better that way. Consider I ain't got time for that. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. No. Love you, Libs. Love you, boo. This was fun. It's always fun. Till next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening out there. Thanks, y'all.